Wednesday with a chance to go top of the table. You know how that ends on the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday opinion with an American accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro, and I have another local beer. Last week, I had the Wasachusetts, named after the Wasatch Mountains, from Uinta Brewery. This week, I have one from Wasatch Brewery. Uh, Originally in Park City, they now brew in Salt Lake. And I'm drinking their uh, extremely Utah Polygamy Porter. And I I will read the back. Why have just one? Polygamy Porter is a smooth, chocolatey, easy-drinking brown porter that's more than a little naughty. Take one home to the wives. Uh, it's quite good. Beauty. It is 5%, as all beers in Utah must be. I did have one that was 47 the other day, and I felt cheated. Like, at least give me the full 5%. Come on. Uh, it's, a, it's quite nice. Nice, drinkable, roasty porter. Not particularly... Uh, Interest. I don't want to say not particularly interesting because like sometimes you don't want an interesting beer. But it's not. There's nothing. We're not breaking the mold here. We're not reinventing a perfectly fine and one of my favorite beer styles. We are also not reinventing a Darby Sheffield Wednesday result. But to talk about it with me first in New England, our New England owl, Justin Disorger. Justin, what are you drinking? A uh, roasty stout, uh, McKellar's. Uh... Beer Geek uh, Breakfast Stout. Ooh, oh, that's, is, that one's always good. good. What, what's, yes. the, what's the ABV uh, on that one? I think it's a little more than 5%. Well, I don't want to make you jealous, Jeff. A little more it's, than 5%. Uh, rocking 7.5. Oh, so really? Some of their, I have some of their uh, Beer Geek Pastry Stouts have been like, I, oh, they, they have like a 13. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them at their brewery at City Field back when it was there. And yeah, always a mistake before the game. You're just like nodding off in the seventh <laughs> inning. But they're quite good. Or yelling at uh, Cardinals fans. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> also on the hey, line. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> In Charleston, South Carolina, it is our away away 2023 host. And someone that actually watched the Derby game, which gets him in the squad this week. It's Tommy Byrne. Tommy, what are you drinking? Uh because of the Derby match, I haven't stopped drinking really cheap gin. <laughs> Uh, just handfuls, handfuls of cheap gin. You got Gordon's? <laughs> you get, what, are you, what are we drinking right now? Oh, uh, no, it's Mr. Boston. Mr. Boston was going to be my second guess, yeah. In the plastic 1.75 uh, jug nice, handle. Uh, Icelandic vodka tonic. So. Mm-hmm. In episode 199 of the Owls America House, we will cover the Derby game, such as it is. Do the Wednesday news and preview Exeter City. Probably some World Cup chat in there as well. But we do start with a... Stultifying nil-nil at Pride Park. My word is well-rested because I woke up at 7.45 Mountain Time, pulled up my phone, saw the iFollow notification, full-time, Sheffield Wednesday zero, Darby County zero, and I just said to myself, get in. I slept through this, thank God, and did not watch it. So we will instead be turning over this discussion uh, to Tommy and Justin. Justin, your thoughts? Um, well, I have many thoughts, actually, considering that it wasn't that exciting of a game. It was, it was interesting to see Derby. Uh, it, it, the atmosphere there kind of felt like a bigger game. It's, it's two big fan bases, two clubs that consider themselves big. Um you know, the, the, both both crowds were in full voice. That was really nice. We had some audio issues to start that ended with uh, <laughs> a brief period of time where it was just uh, just crowd noise, and that was 
really created a pretty solid atmosphere, but not not a ton really ended up happening. They had a couple more scoring chances than we did. Um, Fizz had a couple moments of, you know, pure brutality that almost worked. And uh, I thought Dom Iorfa as wingback for some reason never really occurred to me before. And I, I want to see more of it. You might, you might, because they don't have a, a lot of healthy center backs right now. <laughs> Tommy, would you say on balance the nil-nil was deserved, the share of the points? Um, I tell you what, it was nil-nil was one hundred percent deserved. But um, <laughs> my one word to describe the match would be, "I follow." Can I get my money back? It's, a, it's a, yeah. I tell you what, it was. It was kick and run most of the game. Um, I, I, it, it was, it was so uninteresting. the uh, The only highlight was when Stockdale made a horrible decision and pretty much rolled it directly out to their uh, winger, who uh, who then muffed it and and shot it wide. And for the rest of the time, I'm like, what? Are you, that's been happening a little There's, bit more lately with them playing out from the back. Some of that might be the makeshift back line. And generally, I think Stockdale's distribution has been pretty good overall. It's but, been awesome, but yeah. it was that one flub up where it was like, oh, my stomach jumped into my throat, and I was like, what the? Oh, well, there's the excitement for the match. Thank you very much, Darby County. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even watched the extended highlights of this because you could not pay me to watch a zero extended highlights. So have you not seen the... Stockdale dick save. That was actually I have not solid. seen the Stockdale. Uh, I saw, I saw, yeah, I, I, so I got the I got the dick goal from Christian Pulisic last week, and right. then I get the the dick save. The, the dick save. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Derby the dick save was actually nice, pretty cool. Nice, nice transition. McGinnis. I don't know what he was doing. He headed it right to their fast break, and uh, Collins, who I thought Collins and McGoldrick were fairly dangerous for them up front. I I, I hope that that was just our back makeshift back line because they they looked good and i i can't stand mcgoldrick but uh collins broke down made a great pass across the mcgoldrick who deflected it stockdale came out opened up those legs like a scissor <laughs> and uh yeah caught that ball right where it counts so want to um, tell you what the extended highlights are about uh 48 seconds yeah <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they're i don't think wednesday long. has an extended highlights i think the longest one they have is the two-and-a-half-minute one. Uh, fair enough. I wouldn't even put up, like, that, frankly. Shocking. It's one of those... Uh, I think, uh, the, I think fizz, the, the fizz... I think the college the football term is burn the tapes. Was, was probably worth it. Um, Jeff, watch it back for the fizz. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I want to say maybe, like, 70 minutes yeah. or so. I, I actually didn't write it down in the notes, but he gets I'll it I'll tell you what, I will box. watch this match as soon as James watches the Wednesday Stoke City nil-nil from a couple yeah. of years ago. <laughs> No, just just watch watch the minutes of highlight. Mm-hmm. Fizz gets the ball with three guys on him just at the top of the box, flips it up in the air, a little chip to get it by one guy, holds off the second guy as the ball drops to his feet, and kind of well holding off one guy, forces it through a couple more and gets a shot off on the goalie. Just pure physical He is the dominance. kind of midfielder you against want in a game like this, right? It's yeah, going to be a little 100%. tight on the road against a decent but not great lead one team. You want him to maybe just kind of, when you need to break up play and just that bit of directness, he does offer that. 
I was well, curious. It's, I it's, it's, they don't make that we've been missing. Again, we've been missing that bit of beef in the middle. Yeah, where it's like, all right, you know, it's Barry Bannon is a guy who's going to run circles around you, but we need it's that it's that back when Hutch used to play center mid. It's like I'm going to run you over, and we're going to laugh about it later. It's uh, we it's he he did play that bit of beef. It was nice yeah. to see. Atkinson you... gives us some size in there yeah. too when he plays, and boxes. Fox is pretty strong. They're strong, but they're also not gonna. They're gonna break up play and distribute. They're not really going to then run directly at the the space, as it were. Like mm. Deli Bashiro can. What did What did you guys think of Mighton and Smith up front? I tell you what, if if Mighton, that he's fast as lightning. If that kid could find a solid touch, a first touch on a ball. He'd be super dangerous. It's his first touch that it's like he's there, and it's everything bounces off his knee, or it's it's just a, a or a hard touch or whatnot. It's everything that came to him was he needs it perfect, or else it's not there. Yeah, I, I thought they were okay. They they just didn't do anything together, right? Like there was no like. Mighton made this move and and got it to Smith, who nearly scored. Um, there really wasn't too much interplay between uh, between the two of them, but uh, you know, I, it's worth giving a giving a shot to, given more time, um, especially again with as I was trying to explain to my wife earlier, forty six games plus three cup competitions, and uh, you know, we got we got to try some different combos, find out what works best. So, Jeff has left the pod, uh, family emergency. His charming daughter has uh, wandered in, thrown a little temper tantrum, and he has been forced to follow her out of the room. So Understandable. You know, Understandable. Yeah. Very, very, we've, we've all been there, buddy. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I do it with grands now, so it's... it's... Jeff, that's like the uh, guy from CNN who's... Uh, daughter came bouncing in the room and that's fine i just bribed her with fruit snacks she'll be fine for the rest of the show i wish i could have seen it (laughs) oh you oh man that was absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant well played jeff do we have anything else on this game (laughs) i think i think i think i'm about done with what i had to say about that game (laughs) again the only thing i thought was good was i'd like to see iorfa at wingback at some point you know I, i thought that that made sense well we might, for reasons we'll get into in the Wednesday news, and then we'll see what lineup they might roll out against Exeter City. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. We do a bit of Wednesday news, as we usually do. Uh, we forgot to preview the November Player of the Month on last week's show, which I think was really like November 30th. But Mark McGinnis won it, and well-deserved. Obviously, we talked about McGinnis a lot over the past few shows with his performances in that back line, and uh, just going to be very important anchoring that back line going forward. Well, I think that's... We we talked about uh, the loan situation, too, right? That's, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I don't want to lose him in January. No. Uh, <laughs> You'll actually use him having a, a small nick to uh, scare uh, Cardiff off or Swansea, wherever he is. Uh, I would love to keep him for uh, the rest of the year. 
like you said, well-deserved <laughs> honor. And they're going to need center back help going forward is Ben Hennigan just had his knee surgery this week. And now Michael Heckway is going to be out for the foreseeable future with a leg injury of his own. I guess on the good news side of that, Akin Femwo is back in the squad and played a full 90 with the reserves this week. So they have two healthy center backs for the next few games. It's good. It's not a particularly crowded holiday fixture schedule, I guess. No, games are once a week, so that's uh, at least till we get to the holiday. Mm. Their traditional emergency center back option, Callum Patterson, might not be available come January <laughs> as there are rumors linking him with a return to Hearts of Midlothian. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Pato fan, but you know he's not really getting a ton of playing time and doesn't really have an obvious fit in this squad. So, so we if he wants to go back to. Scotland to get matches fairly well. I I think that it's he's a solid player, but he's he's. I thought he would be more of a goal scorer at this level than he has been. I'm sorry. I thought he'd be more of a goal scorer at this level than he has been. I was expecting more of a goal yeah. scorer, but sometimes you know when he plays, you know, center back or wing back or <laughs> Fair enough. or yeah. fullback or whatever, it's, you know, he can't he can't score goals from there. Um, I see him as a as a, 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 a he's the jukebox hero like Ati knew you <laughs> right you know? he's, right he's that's, a big that's fan favorite that's worth something if he's good in that room I don't want to give him up even if he's not I don't need him on the pitch personally once in a while he's good to get in there rough people up stir some shit up chase people around drag people out of position like you said he's that's very not good. a bad new you comp but he's pretty far down our, our depth chart as you point out Jeff, but, uh, but again, that's a, it's a guy you want around. But he Horsing still shows up in the, in the 78th uh, minute. Dressing room. To, you know, it's, I mean, he showed up at Derby, what, 70, 75th minute? To show up and just just cause chaos. It was, all right, oh, yeah. oh shit, it's Patterson. Wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> I mean, there are going to be games in, in this league you're going to want a little bit of shithousery, obviously. But I feel yeah, like they can... They can, they can, you know, Stockdale probably does enough for most of the uh, <laughs> the squad. I feel like so they have some. It. I feel like they can fill the gap. Somebody will step up. George Byers, they, they, uh, Gregory. I feel like could be a good shithouser if need be too. I I wouldn't be sad to see Gregory's him go for yeah. more time. At I mean, I think some of that, if you can get a like, again, it's I don't know what our ffp situation is but you can get a decent i don't know what the price is going to be for callum patterson from hearts of midlothian i don't even know if they're in the scottish premiership or the scottish championship nowadays i don't know hearts or or the premiership they they were in the championship for a bit but they're fifth or sixth in the prem right now yeah good for them yeah they've been up pushing for the europa conference league or whatever it is the europa (laughs) conference league qualifiers yeah Uh, hey better to play in europe than league one right few years i think so it's very true yeah Speaking of cup ties, Wednesday have a date and time for their match against Newcastle at Hillsborough. And it's going to be the, the primetime spot on Saturday. Well, primetime over there, which is like lunchtime over here. But a game that definitely should be on TV, ESPN Plus. So you'll probably be hearing for us in a couple weeks. We're going to try to do a, we're probably going to do an Owls Assemble. It's going to be our best shot for it. So. Keep an eye out for that. I will try to get a... I tried to find like ESPN Plus games out here in Salt Lake. It was not actually 
as easy as you'd think. I don't know why you would think it would be easy. There's some sports bars. Let's see what I can do. Not a lot of streaming services. But, like, the MLS games are on ESPN+. Plus, so you would think that with real Salt Lake out here, they'd have more bars would have packages. But I will look into it and try to get a Salt Lake City meetup. I don't know if there are any other Utah Owls. I believe there's one in Provo. We'll see how that goes. But keep an eye out for that. Obviously, a, a big game under the lights at Hillsboro once again. And yeah, this is big for us because uh, uh, for me, this is one of these one of these build up matches for for April first. Mm, yeah, I need to start. I'm I'm starting to build up the. All right, let's let's all get together and watch the owls. <laughs> we do have some Good. already some transfer moves, transfer news, I should say, uh, as. Paulo Aguas and Jake Lover, both of them I think I featured a little bit here and there in the Pizza Cup, have gone to Belpertown as a one-month loan deal. Now, I'm sorry, no, Jeff. Belber with a B? No, Belper with a P. And you know me, Justin. Oh, goodness. When you give me I, a I didn't mean to, but I'm, Premier League I need to know more. club, I am going right to their Wikipedia page. Uh, it's in, it is in, okay. It's in Belper. It makes sense. Belper town. Fair enough. It's in Derbyshire. They are current members of the Northern premier league premier division. Uh, they got promoted out of the division one Midlands via the playoffs last year. They play at Christ church meadow in Belper, 2,650 capacity, 500 seated. Originally formed in 1883. And Hey, Reached the first round of the FA Cup in 1887-1888, losing 3-2 to, at that time, simply named The Wednesday. Hey, hey. Their, first, uh, their, first round, their first trip to the first round of the FA Cup was against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, the league, uh, so this is a, I don't know if you want to call it a Phoenix club, because they, they folded in 1911-1912 due to financial difficulties, came back in 1951 in Division One of the Central Alliance and have been a uh, lower Watch left your side back. since then. Hi, bud. What's up? <laughs> what do you want? Fruit what snacks. Like? Fruit snacks. What do you need, Of course bud? he wants fruit snacks. <laughs> this is riveting podcasting. <laughs> I'm, I am loving this. Yeah, fruit snacks. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is way better than a lot of podcasts I listen to. <laughs> Come here. Mm-hmm. So while Jeff well. rolls out. Um, so let's talk about some of their... Uh, so they actually haven't gotten back to the first round of the FA Cup since 1887-1888. Oh, we taught them a lesson. Yeah. That was, that was, that was their heights right there. Um, I believe that gives them as many FA Cup wins as Sheffield United, but... <laughs> they did make the semifinals uh, of the FA Vaz in 1994 and 1995. Uh, their their record transfer fee received and paid are both two thousand pounds, which is funny. But let's talk about their wow. honors because let's let's get into their honors. They were the Northern Premier League Presidents Cup winners in 2009, 2010. They were the Midland League Premier Division champions in 1979 to 1980. And they've won the We Love a Senior Cup. They've won the Derbyshire Senior Cup in 1958, 59, 61, 62, 63, 64, 79, 80, and 2007, 2008. That's a lot of hardware. Again, more than Sheffield wow. United. I would love the opportunity to randomly drop into a conversation. Yeah, those Belper teams in the late 50s, early 60s <laughs> <on> the wagon. <laughs> Dear God. 
Well, we've had enough of top-of-the-table teams. We head back to the middle of the pack and Exeter City. Take it away, Justin. Yeah, Exeter uh, is pretty middle of the pack. They're actually in 11. And considering they came up last year and they were one of the uh, two automatics that came in second in League Two, uh, spearheaded by uh, uh, some wonderful goaltending, as I think most of us know. Um, you know, you don't usually expect a team to come up and be that successful, but they've been in 11th place. Uh, uh, seven wins, five losses, eight draws. Or I'm sorry, five draws, eight losses. Uh Plus two goal difference, 30 goals for, 30 against. So they, they can score, but they do they do give up goals. At home, they're fairly similar. They're a ninth overall, uh, but just a plus two goal difference. Uh, their form is pretty mid-table, so Jeff's on, on point there, uh, two, two, and two in their last six. Um, and then the last time that Wednesday played against them, I think hopefully we remember, um, was the uh, 2001 FA Cup game? We won two to nothing at their uh, at their place. Um, so quick, well, sorry, knowing me, probably not that quick, but quick reminder of who Exeter City is. Uh, they're the Grecians. Uh, Exeter is in Devonshire, which is uh, southwest of England. So it's the one east of Cornwall, which is the sort of end of the earth uh, area southwest there. Um, they were formed in 1901, St. Sidwell's United. Uh, by 1904, they had become Exeter City, uh, combining with another team. They were founding members of the third division, but they've never been out of the third tier, actually, which is fairly interesting. They've been around for a long time. Um, interesting story with them is they had some financial mishaps and some issues. Uh, they ended up owned by a supporters trust when they had uh, been relegated back to the conference. And they were actually in a lot of trouble. They were pretty broke. Things were not looking good back in 2004. However, uh, in January of 2005, they drew an FA Cup game uh, on the road at Old Trafford and uh, took home as their portion of the Gates receipts, which you can imagine for a conference team, 650,000 pounds. Yeah, which got them almost completely out of debt. And then because they actually drew nothing, nothing at Old Trafford, they had a home game, which was televised back at St. James. They got enough money to get themselves out of debt and start turning themselves around, which led to them coming back out of the conference in a uh, playoff final against Cambridge in front of 40,000 people, which is, uh, you know, again, for a, a little community club, even though they're pretty old and been around, that's a, it's a pretty cool point in their history. Their, their big rival uh, is Plymouth. Uh, they obviously haven't always played in the same division as Plymouth. Uh, so they do have a rivalry with uh, Torque United. I believe Plymouth is the only other Devonshire club uh, that makes it up. So St. James Park is an old uh, stadium, 1904. Small, holds about 8,500. Um, they fixed it up maybe six, seven years ago. Um, so they came into this year coming up from League Two uh, with Matt Taylor was their coach. Uh, Matt Taylor jumped to go coach Rotherham when Paul Warren left for Derby. So a bit of a uh, manager shuffle here uh, that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. And they brought in a guy named Gary Caldwell, who I don't really remember um, just as an ignorant American, but he's got a heck of a uh, Wikipedia page. I, I'm Glad Jeff stepped away to help with his daughter because uh, he's got a CV. Stuck on that, 
he's got a CV. He played all over the place, uh, a lot in Scotland. Um, so he, he actually got a job managing at Wigan, and he has now managed Exeter as his fourth job. Uh, he has not lasted long in any of these jobs. Uh, I'm not quite sure why, but he usually lasts about a year at Wigan, Chesterfield, Partick Thistle, and now Exeter. Um, I'll be honest, I had a very difficult time figuring out his tactical style and even what they really like to do. They were a pretty nondescript team, even when you sort of look at the stats of what they do. Uh, and then I found this quote from uh, Matt Taylor, which made me realize I'd been wasting a lot of time looking for their tactics. This quote was, forget tactics, forget quality. If you want to be a top football player in a top football team, you need character. So there you go. That's what we're getting from Gary Caldwell's Exeter City. We're getting character. Um, it's a 3-4-3 with two forwards and a number 10 sitting behind. Uh, seems that they like short passes, try to get the ball out wide, cross it in. Fairly passive in a, in a mid to low block off the ball. Um, not a ton well, of names we know. Go ahead, Tommy. Tell you the God's honest. It's uh, if, if they do a lot of low passing, low and slow, keep it Keep it, you know, low, quick passing. It's that that seemed to be our Achilles' heel against Derby County. It's we could not keep five passes in a row unless it was back to the keeper. I mean, uh, yeah. so I mean, this might be a bit of trouble for us because if if that's their style, then Derby County was a lot of kick and run. So it's, I. Uh, if we try to play their game, are we going to be able to? Well, I, I think, and again, I, I was really unsure. I had to like look at stats and see where they were in league rankings in terms of short passes and long passes and, you know, how they like to move the ball. And, and you know, thankfully all those stats are available. It's just tough to, tough to really get an idea. Um, it looks like they're, they're number 10 who started the year as a forward but has been playing as that 10 behind their front two is Giovanni Brown. He's got uh, nine the goals kid's and amazing. assists. Um, he, yeah, he's leading in goals and assists. He's he's a stud. Um, and then, well, one of their forwards is Sam Nombi, who's got eight goals and six assists uh, up front as well. So it, it looks like their front group does a pretty good job of moving that ball around and – Getting scoring opportunities. Well, they got that guy Collins, who's a uh, he's like their their field general. That is my understanding as well. Yeah, Archie Collins. He's he's yeah, a young yeah, yeah. Uh, defensive central midfielder. Yeah, um, it's funny because while Devonnie Brown is like he's pushing thirty, he's getting a little long in the tooth. This kid uh, Collins sure. seems like a, a young sprite who's running the field. Well, oh, I thought overall most of their team was. Well, I, I shouldn't say fairly young. They seemed they seemed uh, normal. The Sam Nombi, who I mentioned, is twenty four, um, and then so did you? Did you see anything about Jay Stansfield and his story? This is actually no, a pretty interesting one. So Jay Stansfield is a twenty year old on loan from Fulham. His father, uh, Adam, was an absolute club legend at Exeter for I guess uh, being involved with maybe that promotion from the. Uh, from the conference league, but he uh, got cancer and died at, you know, something stupid, like 28 or whatever. Uh, Well, uh, Jay Stanfield was, was very young. Uh, 
So Exeter City actually retired uh, Adam Stansfield's number, uh, his number nine shirt, and it remained retired until they got Jay Stansfield on loan, his son oh, on loan from Fulham, and gave yeah gave him the number nine jersey. That's and wonderful. I think, I'm pretty sure he scored in his first appearance uh, for Exeter City, which is Where is just a really cool number? story. Yeah, it's that. a really cool story. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, something to look for for them. And then up to Exeter City for doing that. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it worked out really well. It's it's one of those things that you know when you realize football, football affects every community in, well, certainly in England, right, um, and, and the world all over. Uh, well, the other and name, go ahead. It's from every every touch of life, whether you're playing in the third division. Are they playing in the first right. division? It's, you know, it's, it's people understand that football is not the most important thing. It's the people who are involved in football. That's, and, and unretiring his number to give it to his son, that is absolute class. Yeah. Isn't that a cool, it's a cool story. Um, and Being then the said, I hope they lose. I hope they lose. <laughs> <laughs> The he, one he, other he name on it, I really like. When liked. they can win three one, it's fine. There you yeah, go. Yes. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> their their goalie is Jamal Blackman. Do either of you guys remember him? He was a, a Chelsea youth product. Um, as soon as I saw his name, I got worked up. Back to back years, he was loaned to Sheffield United and then loaned to Leeds. So, what well, wonderful guy! But he had a he had a very good year with Sheffield United, and I just remember a year of hearing how Jamal. Uh, Blackman should be on the England squad and Jamal Blackman should, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, Jamal Blackman's in Exeter city right now. So, you know, just, just goes to show you once again, the, uh, the IQ of the rest of the football fans in Yorkshire is, uh, I mean, I think, you know, subpar. I think Wednesday fans <laughs> saw George Hirsch with me banging 20 goals a season for Wednesday right now. So. Uh, who? <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. Who's, just, I just, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at the, uh, 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 fair enough, Jeff. Jeff I did Jeff just shouting out random names. Random now. conflating <laughs> names. <laughs> You've been listening to episode 199 of the Owls Americast. We're on the internet at owlsamericas.com. You can email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com and find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Owls Americas. Our podcast bumpers are by fellow Wednesday Ice Reverend the Makers. The podcast is on all the places you get the podcast because you're listening to it right now. And wherever you choose to download the Owls Americast, we ask you to rate and review the show. More Wednesdays find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at New England Owls. Justin. We'll do it again this week. What is your official World Cup winner prediction? We're down to eight. No, and I called Argentina last time, and even though I still don't it? really trust them, I mean, I, I, the the prospect of watching the France England game and knowing one of those two teams is going to advance makes me sick to my stomach. But I, I do think the winner of that game's got a got a pretty legit shot to to win it. So. Uh, I'll keep it simple and stick with Argentina. Tommy is no longer on Twitter, but Tommy, you can predict a World Cup winner for us as well. I have I have left the hellscape that is Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, I you are I no longer drinking that garbage, yes. But <laughs> but I tell you what, um, I was looking at Argentina, but they I I I got a feeling they're not going to get out of the group of eight. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think it's. Um, 
as as much as I just like to say, I think France is going to repeat. I'm on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. I picked Spain last week, so I'll not be double downing on that, <laughs> doubling down on that. I will instead put my uh, put my magic touch on a different team, and I think. Portugal looked so good without Ronaldo. <laughs> so good Tunisia. in the lineup. <laughs> that I am going to go with Portugal, which will probably means they're going to lose to Morocco on penalties. But whatever happens, we'll talk about it, among a lot of other things, on episode 200 next week. 